Crayfish and crab cakes, boys and girls. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the uh, the show. I'm Harlan Williams, and uh, quite the show today, man. We're going to go from the absurd to the serious to the disgusting. Yeah, quite the leap we're taking here today. Um... I'm going up to uh, visit with my boss, Mr. Featherstone. Apparently, he's got a new strategy um, to uh, increase my ratings. Wait till you hear what it is. I'm sure it's going to be disgusting. Ugh. And then uh, there's been an animal attack, man, a horrible animal attack. A man was killed, and you're never going to guess what killed him. A very unassuming uh, animal has taken the life of a human being. Wow. Is it payback for all the lives we've taken from this animal? Or is it just sad? And speaking of sad, I'm going to get a little serious and talk about a court case that's going on. Horrible story where a kid was dragged by a drunk driver for a quarter of a mile and killed. And this drunk driver was an illegal alien. Not happy about it. And then let's see who my guest is that comes into the studio. It's going to be dirty right here on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? (laughs) I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. And I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. Strange stuff. Yeah, this is strange stuff. This is, oh man, this story is so crazy that it's it's two things at once. It's laughable and it's tragic. Wait, do you hear this one, man? Uh, a fisherman was bitten to death by a beaver. Oh my god. Uh, All he was trying to do was take a picture, the news said. This guy was fishing. He spots a beaver, and he approached uh, to take a photograph, and the beaver bit him on the thigh. The animal, the beaver, managed to sever an artery, and his friends couldn't stop the blood flow. Oh, my God. Like, it's kind of funny. I mean, it's not funny at all, really. A guy died, but just what a way to die. You know, beavers can bite through trees, okay? That's that's what people forget. These, these, these creatures have the most incredible incisors you've ever seen. I mean, how many cre- creatures in life do you know that can eat through a tree? Okay, elephants can push a tree over, and a woodpecker can drill a hole in a tree, Uh, but a beaver can eat through a big, fat tree. 
A lion can't do that. A bear can't do that. But a beaver can. So those are some damn strong, dangerous teeth. Um, and beavers aren't small. They're not like rats. They're not like poodles. Beavers are, can get pretty big. A full-grown beaver can can get fat and pudgy and, and uh, big enough. Um, so the news uh, said that beaver attacks are rare. And when they do occur, it's, it's generally rabid beavers with rabies, obviously. Um, so sad news for this guy. Just really sad news. Uh, getting bit by a beaver. Yikes. Um, so be careful. It had to have been shocking for his buddies. They're out fishing. They probably got a couple of beers going. They're trying to catch a little bass or a lake trout. And next thing you know, their buddies flopping around in the bottom of the boat with blood squirting out of his leg, out of his artery. And they're thinking, oh, we can stop this. We'll put a tourniquet on. We'll, we'll just put pressure on. It's a little animal bite. Wrong. This animal bit in the perfect spot. That would be like if he bit in the neck, it would be like your jugular. Oh, poor guy. Um, and the beaver didn't do anything wrong. You know, that's how animals are, man. You get too close, they're gonna they're either gonna run or they're gonna attack. That's how animals roll. And uh they're strange animals to begin with. They live in a lodge. How many animals do you know that live in a lodge? I mean, how many of you have ever been in a lodge, a ski lodge or a hunting lodge? Some lodges can be pretty damn nice. These guys live in a lodge? Hey, Bill, where do you live? No, oh, man, I live over on that old ant hill. Oh, yeah, I live under the tree. Yeah, that beaver lives in a lodge, man. Oh, let's eat him. But, uh, you know, for every uh, bad story, I guess there's there's a, a, an equal story that goes in the other direction. And this doesn't help, but I remember, as, I, as many of you know, I used to work up north as a uh, forest ranger up in the bush. And I'll never forget one time I was trucking through the bush... And uh, there'd been a lot of beaver activity. I could see a lot of, like, stumps from chewed-down trees. Beavers leave a very distinct uh, stump because uh, they chew all the way through it, so you can't miss a beaver-chewed tree. And I'll never forget this. There was a big tree right across where I was about to walk, and sticking out from under the tree was the shoulders on down of a beaver. So from the shoulders all the way down to the tail and just his arms and legs sticking out. And I guess this poor beaver had chewed the tree but didn't get out of the way and the tree came down right on his head and dead. So in a way, that beaver killed himself. And uh, maybe that's payback for what he did to this guy, you know. Maybe uh, for one beaver that uh, kills one of us, they get killed. 
I don't know. I don't even know what that means. But that being said, you know, you got to remember, humans have been very cruel to beavers over the uh, centuries. Uh, And again, from my experience working up north, um, many, 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 many beavers are trapped and killed. And uh, I don't know how much you know about beavers, but beavers can hold their breath for quite a long time underwater. And you know how they trap them, ladies and gentlemen? You're going to like this. They bait a trap that is about three feet underwater. And the trap goes off. And the trap does not have spikes on it because they don't want to damage the beaver's pelt. So what the trap does is it snaps around their neck and holds them. It does not kill them. It holds them underwater until they drown. So you want to talk about a slow terrifying, painful death for the beaver. Yeah, they have these traps that are created to minimize any damage to the to the pelt, to the fur, because that's all they want. Nobody's eating a be- killing a beaver to eat it. They just want that f- soft fur, man. And so these poor things, which can hold their breath for a long time, are frolicking around underwater for who knows how long, until they just drown. So, you know, if you're a beaver, they're probably going, who cares if a human died, man? You know any of us they've murdered? And, uh, you know, as you know, we kill them for, for coats, beaver pelts, so uh, women or men can walk around in a friggin' beaver beaver skin jacket or coat kind of useless um but anyways strange story um beavers are one of the few animals in the animal kingdom that can geographically alter the environment there's there's uh, not that many that can do massive uh alterations to uh geography us humans are probably the main ones then there's not many more But what a beaver does is a beaver can take a small little trickle of a creek or a little tiny river and they can dam that thing up and their dams are very effective. And when they build that dam, that traps the water and it can wipe out acres and acres and acres of land as the water rises and uh, fills in the basin of where trees are growing and whatever's around. So uh, they're, they've got a lot of ingenuity, these guys, building the dams, building the lodges. They're smart. They're, they're architects. But they also have the ability to, uh, you know, really alter the environment, alter the geography, the terrain out in the wild. So just uh, a little lesson. Be very weary of any type of wildlife, man. You just never know what wildlife is going to do. R.I.P. to the gentleman that got killed by a beaver. And uh, if you hear a tree being chewed down, uh, take a wide girth around it or go the other way. What? 
Okay, hold on. Hang on, Roger's he's flashing me some sign through the window. What? Upstairs? Yeah. He wants me now? Oh, great. I'm in the middle. Of... He doesn't care. All right, so I just got word through the booth window here that um, my boss, Mr. Featherstone, wants to see me upstairs. Uh, hopefully it's something good. Um, so excuse me. You know, I'm going to take you with me. Um, you know, if he's going to interrupt in the middle of the podcast, I'm just, I'm, I got to keep it rolling. So, uh, I'm taking you with me. I got to go up, meet with my boss real quick. Uh, let's, let's head upstairs gang. Well, here I am outside my boss's office, Mr. Featherstone. Uh, he, he wanted to see me. Uh, he's called me up here for a meeting. I hope it's something good. I hope he's maybe a raise, maybe uh, a pat on the back, maybe, uh, you know, something. Uh, Maybe he's going to give me more staff. I don't know. Uh, There's his secretary. Hi, Betty. How are you? Nice to see you. He's ready for me. Okay, I'm going in. Here I go, guys, going into my my boss's office. Uh, Hello, sir, Mr. Featherstone. Uh, Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, good to see you. And you are? Uh, Harlan Williams, sir. What is it? Harlan Williams. Halloween? What is this, Halloween? No, no, it's not Halloween, sir. Harlan Williams. Trick or treat, smell my ass crack. Sir, it's Harlan Williams. Where are you from? The podcaster on the eighth floor, sir? Oh, that guy, the podcast guy. Sir, I'm a little offended. This is our, you know, my fourth year uh, doing the podcast here for you. Oh, you're offended, are you? Wow, wow, wow! Why don't you pull a baby wipe up and cry, cry a river of uh, ranchito sauce? What? Yeah, you heard me. Cry a river of ranchito sauce? Yeah, like a little wow, wow, wow baby. What is a wah, wah, wah baby, sir? That's what a baby, you ever hear a baby cry? Yes. Wah, wah, wah is what they do. That's what they sound like. Obviously, you've never been around kids. Go figures, because you've been around all your guy friends. What? Yeah, your guy friends. What are you saying? Uh Uh-huh. What? Uh Uh-huh. Sir, why did you bring me up here today? Well, why don't we do a little math together? Okay. Zero. Yes. Plus zero. Okay. Equals what? Zero. Bingo, dingle buns. What? You've got like zero listeners, okay? That's not true, sir. I have a lot of good pavement pounders. What the hell is a pavement pounder? Is that one of those funny little bars you go to? What funny little bars? You know the ones downtown, like the squishy meatloaf? What? And the uh, the, the rocking horse uh, oil, or whatever it is. The rocking horse oil? Whatever. You're getting zero ratings. Nobody's listening to your podcast. Sir, that's just not accurate. Speaking of accurate, you ever fought on a foster child? What? You ever bend over and fought all over a foster child? Sir, that's not funny. If 
foster childs, yeah, I know, foster childs got no homes. They got no mumsies and dadsies. Wow, wow, wow. Cry me an asparagus dip. Sir, what are you talking about th- that I've got no listeners? What I'm talking about is you got to get more ears on your podcast. My podcast, sir. That's what I said. Now, sex sells, right? Well, I can't argue that. All right, well, you're going to have sex on your podcast and get more listeners. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm renting you a whore. You're renting me a whore? That's what I just said. And it's a female whore, just so you don't get any ideas. It ain't one of your guy toys. Look, sir, if you're insinuating I'm, I like men, oh, I'm not insinuating anything. I'm sure if you looked around your apartment, all the matchbook covers would be from those funny little bars you go to downtown. What funny little bars? Oh, you know, like the uh, uncorked wine bottle. What? Or uh, Slappy's uh, fishtail. <laughs> what? Slappy's fishtail? What the hell is that? Uh, what? Uh-huh. By the way, you ever fought in a bowl of clam chowder? What, sir, can we get back to what you said about the whore? Oh, here we go. Yes, here we go. You are going to have sex on your podcast, on the air, with a whore, okay? We're spending some money and we're taking it out of the budget. And in order to get you some damn listeners, because you're losing me money right now, okay? Sir, don't serve me. Save your sirs for your funny little guy friends. Would you stop it? Now, you're going to go on the air, you're going to take off your clothes, and you're going to have sexual intercourse with a whore right on your show. No, I'm not, sir. Uh Uh-uh. I don't do that. Why? Because it's a girl? No, not because it's a girl. I love girls. I'm, I'm, I'm not gay. Uh, now you're going to do this or we're going to pull the plug. And I'm sure you've heard that statement before, pull the plug. What's that mean? Oh, I bet you know what it means, funny, funny flyer. Funny flyer? That's right. Sir, you can't pull the plug. Well, then you're going to put, you're going to plug the whore. So I've got to have sex on the air with a, and I don't like this term, a whore. That's right. And not an expensive one either. We found this one uh, down in Bakersfield, wandering the streets. Oh, God. You ever fought on a kid with polio, like a kid who's got, like, crooked legs? No, I haven't farted on a kid with crooked polio legs. You should try it. Sir, this is just unacceptable. Yeah, well, you're going to have sex with the whore or your show's canceled, all right? (laughs) Sir, can I just say, hold on, I got a phone call coming in. I got to take this. Get out of here. Go get ready for your whore. (sighs) All right, sir, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Enjoy it. Don't get out of here. I got to take this call. Buzz off. Wow. Okay, well, 
That's it, folks. I'm heading back down to my office. Betty, thank you. I don't know if for what, but I, I don't know if this is an idle threat or this is real. But it looks like I'm getting naked and having sex with a whore. Let's get back to the studio and see what happens. Good Lord. Have I ever farted on a polio kid? Idiot. And speaking of idiotic, I got to I gotta share this story with you. This, this story is frustrating on so many levels. Um... It's a sad story. There's a story in the news about a, a young boy, young man, who was uh, a couple of years ago, t- 2011, was hit by a drunk driver, an illegal immigrant, drunk, uh, dragged the kid on his motorcycle. He hit his motorcycle. The kid was on the motorcycle, pinned to the motorcycle under this drunk guy's vehicle, the drunk guy dragged the kid for a quarter of a mile before dislodging him or stopping. The kid was killed. The parents have been waiting two years for justice to be served for a trial. And uh, the the uh, the judge involved in the uh, case said that because of the uh, the illegal immigrants' inability to uh, understand the language, to uh, get over the language barrier, um, it is delaying the uh, the court date uh, due to the special circumstances of the uh, illegal aliens' inability to communicate with other people in the court. Um, they haven't they haven't tried this guy yet they haven't brought him in front of a in front of a jury or in front of the uh the judge or anything and this poor family is waiting for justice to be served and uh you know 2 years later still nothing and um i want you to listen to some snippets uh from the news on this case and uh and see what you think. See if you find this is as frustrating as uh, as I do. Um, first of all, here's a little snippet about the uh, the um, the inability for this guy to uh, understand the court system. Uh, but I want to ask you, Peter, about this ruling by the judge because it's getting a lot of pushback because she said, given his quote unique cultural background and the language barrier. He's incompetent to stand trial. What does that mean? Well, it it means that he is unable to communicate with his lawyers effectively. He is unable to assist in his defense. He is unable to understand the concepts that surround the court process. And that's where the real difficulty has come in. You can explain something to someone, but whether they understand and grasp context in which you're explaining it is where we're having the difficulty. It's almost like trying to speak with a three-year-old. Now, on an emotional level, you just want to go, yeah, right, whatever, dude. Like the guy can't understand the language, whatever. And it makes you mad. It makes your blood boil. And you go, you know, there's all kinds of different languages and all kinds of different cultures here in the States. You know, deal with it. 
But then, you know, if, if you were to put yourself into this guy's shoes and let's say uh, you found yourself in uh, Russia or Mexico or Spain or China and you didn't really understand a lick of the language and you got nailed for some crime, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm defending this guy, but it's frustrating because... Um, you know, if, if you were this person, you'd be like, I don't understand a word anyone's saying. Somebody help me here. So in a way, as much as I don't want to see the point, I guess if you take away all the emotion, you kind of have to. But I think what makes me mad is that, A, the guy's here illegally. B, he's been in trouble with the law and the courts and has has engaged in criminal activity before, so why is he still here? And, you know, it just led to the death of an innocent, young, you know, American boy. And also, you got to go, why is it why, why is it taking two years? You know, as, as they said, the guy's used an interpreter before, so now all of a sudden it's, it's a two-year process to... You can't pick up the phone and go, yeah, anybody speak Guatemalan, please? How hard is that to do? You heard uh, the, the mother of the victim say, look, he's been in court multiple times on other charges. He, he was faced with uh, an assault and battery charge against a cop and some other incidents. He did one year of probation. Uh, she says he's been in court multiple times, and he's, and he's always used a Spanish interpreter just fine or no interpreter. So why suddenly is he unable to manage? Well, I, I didn't represent him in those proceedings, that's first of all. And secondly, we're not so sure that he really did understand the process. The process that... Oh, i got to stop it there. It just it, it, it eats you up, man. The process, the process. Why is the process so bad? Um, and again, it's it's hard to keep your emotions out of this because, you, you know, most of you are probably going, oh, what a bunch of crap. Just put this guy in jail. Hang him. But then when you, when, like I said, when you go, what if that was you and you're in the middle of China and I'm not saying you're a legal alien or you were drunk, but let's say you were rented a car and you're going sightseeing and you accidentally hit a kid on a bike. And all you can hear is, you're going to be like, help. But here's the, here's, uh, this is the last part. I don't want to drone on about this too long because it's kind of heavy. But uh, I just feel bad for this family. Here's the part that's, that kind of stuck with me that rubbed me the wrong way. It'd be interesting to see what you guys think. But this whole this whole America is is uh, you know everybody's entitled to freedom here and blah blah blah. Listen to this little snippet, and then uh, you know we'll have a little discussion about uh, what was said here. And I really don't want to comment on whether he's guilty or not. Understood. Guilty. Understood. We need this system. To start our viewers know it is weighted against the criminal defendant. And so we need lawyers who come in and fight for, you know, the Constitution and make sure everybody's rights are protected, even the rights of an illegal immigrant uh, who's in this country and may have committed a horrific crime. That's what we stand for here in America. We do that. I don't know. Do, it, it, do we do that? Doesn't it feel like the, the Constitution was written in a time when people had more honor 
and people were were more likely to fess up to their crimes. People had a little more dignity. And nowadays, the Constitution is used to uh, to manipulate and distort the judicial system to find, uh, instead of finding the answers, uh, lawyers are used to find any way, any means possible to uh, avoid uh, someone getting convicted. It's all a bunch of trickery. It's all a bunch of uh, wordplay. It's all a bunch of uh, manipulating the, the juries. The, the legal system. I almost feel like there was a time when a, when someone did a crime, they walked into a into a courtroom with their head hanging low. They knew they were guilty, and they they waited for their penalty. And now I get the feeling people walk into a courtroom and go, "Okay, let's see my lawyer trick all these people. Let's let's see my lawyer go to work and." And uh, drop the uh, the uh, the the uh, reasonable doubt into the minds of the jurors. Let's see. Let's see what. Uh, let's see what kind of uh, imaginative uh, story. Uh, what kind of unlikely scenario my lawyer can inject into the proceedings to throw everyone off the uh, scent of the trail? To divert everyone's attention from what's really going on. To uh, to twist reality. I can't wait to see my lawyer get me out of here and I'll walk out. Boy, that murder was fun. And then just, just listen to this little part and see if this makes any sense to you at all. And so we need lawyers who come in and fight for, you know, the Constitution and make sure everybody's rights are protected, even the rights of an illegal immigrant. Did you hear that? Does that sound a little odd to you? Listen again. And make sure everybody's rights are protected, even the rights of an illegal immigrant. I don't know. Just sounds odd to me. The the rights of an illegal immigrant. Like, to begin with, they're here illegally. I, I'm not 100% sure I understand why they have established rights. They they committed a criminal act to be here. And as compassionate or, or however you feel about uh, illegal immigration, the bottom line is it's illegal. We all have compassion for, for people wanting to uh, come here. They're human beings. We can't take away that, but they're illegal. They violated the laws of our country just to get here. It's just frustrating to hear that uh, somehow we're obligated to defend them. They, they, They come here illegally, suddenly they have rights. And I know most people, when they hear illegal immigrant, they, they think of the plight of the hapless, like, uh, you know, Mexican migrant worker who is in the field picking lettuce. But what if it's a, what if it's a, uh, a guy from uh, Al-Qaeda? What if it's a guy from the Taliban 
who sneaks in. What if, you know, illegal is illegal, whether you're from Sweden or China or Afghanistan or wherever. Suddenly you got all these rights just because you're here? I just don't. I just don't know. You know, I'm not sure I understand it all. I'm a little befuddled. And I'm not putting, uh, you know, the plight of, of humanity, the human condition behind the eight ball here. I get it. I get everyone. We're all the same, man. We're all the same. We all want, the, you know, happiness and health and a good life. But, uh, you know, you've got a country here where, where they've created that. And I think they've created a good life here because they created rules. They created a system to have a good life here for the citizens that live here and come here. And I guess where I'm worried is that if you keep chipping away at the system that's been created to provide a good place for people to be, and you keep making room, you keep... you keep. Um, creating space for people that don't, um, you know, work within the system, does the system dissolve? Do you get to a place where uh, all all the good foundation you uh, you built up gets eaten away by termites and the system collapses? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a sociologist. I'm just a guy like you kind of rambling my thoughts. And there's probably people listening going, oh, God, nice point of view. Or there's people maybe going, you know, interesting. I don't know. That's what this is all about. You get to hear it. Um, so there you go. At the end of the day, I got to be honest, guys, I'm just sad for this poor kid that lost his life and this dipshit that got drunk, got here illegally, has been been in trouble with the law, why he wasn't deported and locked out, you know, five years ago before he took this kid's life. I just don't know. In case you're wondering, for those of you that are like, well, that sounds uncompassionate what Harlan's saying about all the illegals. You know what? I don't give a crap. Guess whose side I'm on, man? I'm on the side of the kid, the dead kid that didn't do anything. The kid that was playing by the rules and living his life and hoping uh, to follow his dreams. And some jackass that wasn't playing by the rules shows up and takes that all away from him. I really don't care about that guy and the Constitution and all that crap. Because if if, uh, if the authorities were enforcing the rules of the law and the land, he would have been here to begin with to kill this kid. So there you go. I don't usually get this serious on the podcast, but this story jumped out at me. And, uh, wait, what? 
Who's here? Oh, no, 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 no. Now? I'm at the end of the show. You want to do it right now? Oh, God. Yeah, I know the ratings thing. Send her in. God, this is... I got to do this thing with this... And I don't like this word. This is a horrible word. The whore. My boss, Mr. Featherstone, wants me to have sex with a whore. Right here. Right now. (sighs) Because I need to get more listeners. Here we go. Cover your ears if you got kids in the room. Maybe this is what's wrong with this country. This type of crap. About to have sex with a cheap Bakerfield whore. Um, uh, hey, uh, how you doing, I guess? Welcome to my, uh, podcast studio. Um, what's your name? Uh, what do you want my name to be? I don't know. Like, a, what, a, like, Carol? I don't know. What, what's a, I don't like to use his name, but what's a whore's name? Brittany, Destiny, Tiffany, anything with an E at the end. Pick one. Um, d- d- Destiny? Sounds great. I'm your Destiny, baby. Okay, well, look, I've never been with a, a woman of the night before. And then it's, what do we do? Like, what, what do I need to do here? Well, you need to put the envelope with the cash on the console. You need to pick the items off my menu. What? What? I, you have a menu? Let me see that. What, what, are, what are these items? I can't read your handwriting. What does this say? There's the GFA. The what? The GFA. What's that? The girlfriend experience. What's that mean? That means I play your girlfriend. We hold hands. We roll um, around. No, I, we look, snuggle. Look, this is I don't. Th- th- this There's is there's the PSA. What's that? The porn star experience. No, no. I act all slutty and suck you off and pose around and roll uh, around and look. It's good times. How much time do I have here? Six minutes. Oh my God! There's a half and half. Okay, can we just do something regular? I don't need any. I don't want to do this. Just so you know, around I, the world is great. Okay, all right, around the world, great. That's analingus and fellatio. Uh, look, just what is what happened to just old missionary style? Can we just do that? I'm not familiar with these menus. Here, take your menu. I don't want your menu. Civilian. It's sticky. What? You're a civilian. Yes, I just want to do it civilian style. Okay. What's your favorite position? Just missionary. Where do you want me to lay down or where, where where do we do this? Can you move the crap off your desk? Okay, now what do we do? I need to get naked? How does this work? Well, yeah, how else am I going to get to your dick? Oh my god. Let me take my stuff off here. I could take it off extra. No, I can do it. Just don't touch me. The less you touch me, the better, I think. No offense. Why? What? This wasn't my idea. I'm, I don't want to do this. I have to do this. There, I'm naked. Do you like what you... What do I do now? Wow. What? I'm just saying. When was the last time you worked out? Oh, come on. This what? is This is humiliating enough. How old are you? Can we just start? Is that a penis? Oh, my God. What do you want me to do first? What do you... Well, we, since we agreed on around the world, bend over. Move your shit off your desk. Okay. Here. There. Okay. I, why am I bending over? You're spreading your ass cheeks. Come on. No. That's... If I wanted around the world, I'd go to IHOP. Okay? 
Let's just, I'm lay down and I'm getting on top of you. Oh, gosh. Okay, are you ready? I need to How get, much time do I have left? I need to get naked. You want to help me? Yes. Okay. Take off my shoe. Watch <laughs> oh, my crusty toenails, though. Oh, my God. What? What is your, your toe looks like a corn chip. I haven't had a pedicure in a while. God. I'm just saying. You had a cure in a while? Suck my toe. No. Okay. I'm not sucking that toe. I'd rather lick the bottom of an old subway toilet. No offense. Wow. Where did you say you're from? Bakersfield. Why? I don't know. Do they have razors up there? I'm into the 70s look. Well, you there's a problem with that. There's something stuck in your hair. What is that? A Werther's. A what? A Werther's original budget. Oh, fuck. That's where that thing went. Jesus Christ. Is that a, a, a Werther's original butterscotch candy stuck in your pubic hairs? Yeah. Well. Oh, one... God. All right, let's just start. Are you ready? <sighs> Is that a dick? Yes, I'm putting it in. Is it hard? Is yes, it, it is hard. Here we go. Ready? Oh, <sighs> uh, 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 God. Uh, 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 God. What are you, lighting that. a cigarette? I just uh, needed a little break. God. Uh, do you mind putting your phone away? I need to tweet. What this are you? This is crazy. Oh, God. I found my Worthers. This is mega. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what are you doing? Looks like, are you playing a game? Friends? What? Words with friends in the middle of intercourse. Uh, do we start it? Oh, my God. I'm. Wait a minute. I'm almost um, done. Oh, good. Uh, Come on, baby. uh, Uh, Oh, my God. uh, Oh, my God. As uh, horrible as you are, Eric, I'm just about to... uh, What's that noise? uh, What is that noise? Is that an alarm? Yeah. What is that? up, my friend. What? Not to, like, you know, dash with your cash, but six minutes is gone. Oh, my God. What? But I haven't finished... That'd be another hundred bucks. Put your clothes on. Roger, turn the lights back up. You got to go. Thank you. I'd do Roger for free. Oh, my God. What? Roger, wipe the smile off your face. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Whatever. Is it Destiny? Yeah. Thank- I'm your date with Destiny. Thank you for your services. There's your money. And Wow. That was that was a horrible. I I didn't want to do that. That was for my boss, and I hope we get some good ratings. Roger, go to a commercial. I got a shower or something. Do you have any Windex? Are you still here? I'm putting my fucking clothes on, dude. God, put out the cigarette. There's no smoking in here. Fuck off. Wow, asshole. <laughs> what? Goodbye. Anyway, goodbye. Sucked. (laughs) Wow. Goodbye. Whatever your name is, asshole. Wow. Jeez, man. Well, hey, there you go. There's my commitment to this podcast, gang. I had cheap, dirty sex on my console with a Bakersfield whore. Gee, I can just hear the no- the numbers going up right now. Thanks, Mr. Featherstone.
I'm just sure we're going to get so many more listeners because of this stunt. And I'm probably going to have like nine STDs. Ugh, I already feel itchy. Ugh. Anyways, let's move on. If you're feeling itchy, if you're getting the itch for some stand-up comedy, how about that segue? Um, please come see me this weekend. I will be at the Improv in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Great club. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Please come out and uh, enjoy the show. I'm going to be selling my uh, my new uh, DVD special after the show, autographing uh, Harlan Williams, A Force of Nature. So if you don't have that yet, you can pick it up at the Improv. Um, so it'll be uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. And uh, hope to see you there, gang. Good, good times. Uh, then the following weekend, how about this? Well, not the following weekend, but like two weeks later, uh, I will be in San Jose at the Improv, May 9th through 12th, which is a great club. I love that club, San Jose. But in between Pittsburgh and San Jose, check it out, May 6th, Monday, May 6th. And sadly, this just goes out to my Canadian fans, the Canadian Pavement Pounders. My new sitcom airs on City TV, 8.30, Monday night. It's called Package Deal. Uh, guest stars uh, Eugene Levy from uh, American Pie. Guest stars uh, Pamela Anderson. Unbelievable. Uh, it's a real funny new sitcom, and um, I play a character named Sheldon in it. The uh, show is about three overly close brothers. That's why it's called package deal. You you get you get to doing something with one brother, you get all of us. We're uh we're very uh we impose on each other's lives way too much. But it's because we got a lot of heart, we love each other, we're close. So Monday night, uh May sixth, package deal, eight thirty on City TV. Please check it out. And uh for all you American listeners. Please don't fret. Uh, They are trying to sell the show down here. So hopefully that happens. And as soon as that happens, I will be the first to let you know. Or if it appears on Netflix or something like that, I will let you know too. So I I haven't abandoned you. And then if you're in the Denver area, oh my gosh, I'm at the Comedy Works May 17th, 18th, and 19th. Or actually, no, it's just uh, the 17th and the 18th. It's Friday and Saturday only. So uh, please come on out and uh, have some fun there. Great club. The Comedy Works in Denver. And uh, check out harlowwilliams.com. You can always leave me a phone message, 323-739-4330. Or you can uh, write me at harlowwilliams.com. So that's it. God, there's still fumes from that Bakersfield whore in here. Um, That's it. That's all we have time for today. I'm going to go scrub off with bleach. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Asshole.